It's the Flyers Forecast with Steve Jacob and Craig Forsythe taking a look at your Flyers week ahead. Hello, Flyers fans. Welcome back to the Flyers Forecast. I am Steve Jacob. This is Craig Forsythe. And man, do we have a ton of hockey games to talk about this week, the week of January 20th, 2020. Yeah. A whole bunch of games. I don't even know if the Flyers are going to be able to play them all this week. It's a uh, it's pretty packed schedule. I think the league should have stepped in at some point, but they said they're going to play them all, doubleheaders or not. So here we go. Back to back to back to back to back. Three games a day. It's it's a marathon. It's it's nuts, and I can't believe the league's okaying it. But uh, no, that's not going to happen. There's one game. <laughs> we got one game. We got one for, game for the next ten days. I think. Sands the all-star game but uh yeah one game oh wow one game and it is tuesday against the pittsburgh penguins in philly 7 30 on nbcsn uh not feeling great steve i'll be honest not feeling great about it it's the uh it's the penguins so. oh so what, what don't you feel great about the fact that the flyers struggle against the penguins straight up uh even with the healthiest of rosters uh the flyers have a couple key members of the defense hurt Oh, and the Flyers' really good young goaltender is also hurt. Yeah. I mean, all those things, you know, they play a role into it. And then also the Penguins, in theory, are still banged up. They aren't. I mean, they, they've had plenty of people just fall off the face of the earth this year. And then other people that were third or fourth liners have stepped up or guys from the AHL. It's a beautiful sight to behold. And here are the Penguins. They just keep on rolling. Um, they have won back-to-back games in six out of the last seven. They are second in the Metro, 31-13-5. Goal differential plus 35. 13-8-2 on the road. This is a team that's been dealing with injuries nonstop. Uh, and and it's also a team that doesn't really have a, a noteworthy defense in any way, but their no. goal differential is just killing it. Goal differential's killing it. I think Mike Sullivan's defense or uh, system is playing a huge role in it. And then also, to to be honest, John Marino is somebody I was gonna I was gonna touch on him a bit. We'll talk about it right now. Uh, literally came from nowhere. Uh, the Penguins acquired him in late July, traded a 2021 conditional sixth round pick for him. Uh, the condition was if he signed to his ELC, which he did, and then now he's on the Penguins defense. He's a top four defenseman that they just plucked out of thin air. Uh, he's got 23 points, four goals, 19 assists, and 47 games this season, averaging the third most time on Pittsburgh's blue line behind the top pair of Chris Tang and Brian Dumoulin, playing 20-28 a night. Uh, he's been paired with Marcus Pedersen over the Pittsburgh's last 15 games. They both have uh, in a shot attempts four percentage and expected goals four percentage above 50. He's tied for 21st in the entire league with a 2.0 war. So the overall, you know, in baseball's war, I've talked about war a little bit, but 21st, a guy that was nobody had heard of or was expected to play in the league this year. A bum off the street. Is a top four defenseman for the Penguins, and he has this, and his war is mainly due to how how much of an impact he has on the defensive side of the puck. So he's played a huge role in their, uh, in their defensive success. They just overall as a team, they just kind of limit chances against. Uh, and speaking to that, they're third with a 54.07 expected goals for percentage, but they are second with 1.98 expected goals against per 60. Anything under two is 
ridiculous. Uh, Minnesota's first with 1.95. Minnesota's made a habit of being under two consistently, and we know how boring they are <laughs> when it comes to playing Minnesota. And then this year also Boston is third at 1.99 expected goals against per 60. These numbers are also uh, before the end of yesterday's action. But anyway, I, the only three teams in the league under – 2.00 expected goals against per 60. So they're the Penguins are up in that realm of defense, and they just added back Crosby. Evgeny Malkin's lead the team with 50 points, and then they just have dudes popping up out of nowhere to play major roles and kind of push this team forward. And it's kind of crazy to think of the, the Kessel trade because – I understood why they wanted to get out of that deal, why they wanted to get rid of Kessel about how he could kind of have a negative impact on the team that's trying to, I guess, succeed this well defensively, even though the Coyotes are like one of the better defensive teams in the league. But they, Galchenyuk's literally been nothing for them this year. He's provided no return on that deal. He's got 16 points in 40 games. He has five goals, and he's got a negative war rating. So As somebody get... who drafted and released Kalchenyuk in a fantasy hockey league, I, I understand. <laughs> like, I was one of those guys that I was like, you know what? It was like one of my last draft picks. You know what? Yeah, it's, it's let's a smart... do it. Yeah, it was a smart pick. I mean, I, I yeah, that was a good that was a good pick. I well, fantasy... and the possibility the possibility of ending up as one of Crosby's just random dudes that he has scored like thirty goals a year was very yep. high, and he has just been well, he's been there. He's definitely been there, and he is a 30-goal scorer. That was his last good season. It was a couple of years ago. He was a 30-goal scorer. But, man, you, we – you know, there was talk about the 2017 draft. The first couple picks weren't that great with Hushier and uh, and Patrick maybe or not as highly touted as other draft classes. But, man, 2012 sucked hard. They were, that was a bad top end of the draft. It was uh, Neil Yakupov, Ryan Murray – Gail Chenyuk, Griffin Reinhardt. Like, it was just a who's who of busts, like future busts. So, uh, I, yeah, anyway, Gail Chenyuk's there. Uh, Pittsburgh, what else about Pittsburgh? Tied for sixth in goals per game, 3.37. Tied for seventh in goals against per game. So, they're top 10 in both those units. Middle of the pack special teams. So, pretty much they've just been pretty dominant at five on five. Uh, the back to back wins, I watched a good chunk of that game yesterday against the penguins and uh, i mean it was matt murray matt murray who is just having uh not the best season uh 900 save percentage now but he started that game gave up a goal 11 seconds in turned the puck over behind the net and then got scored on again about two minutes into the game so the bruins were up two nothing on the road they go down three nothing the first and then the bruins or the penguins come back and win in regulation four to three because why not so that's there's no stopping them even with a shitty matt murray in net and I, the Flyers' first game didn't go that well. It was pretty pretty bad. The 7-1 loss on the road. And I think it's going to be better than that. But I just, uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling this game tomorrow, Steve. <laughs> no, no. I, I wouldn't say I'm exactly optimistic about it. I will, and, I will for all watch. The, yeah. But, you know, for, but it's all the reasons I stated before. You know, just the Flyers even when they're healthy, have trouble with the Penguins. They have for the last few years, and they're not that healthy right now. No. And maybe Kevin Hayes is going to make a difference. Kevin Hayes is going to step in there and just be like, I got this. Uh, hopefully. I mean, because Couture will probably be lined up against um, Crosby. 
Yeah, so then you would need JVR Couture. Hopefully JVR Drew Konechny, who had a pretty big night on that line, had a pretty big night on Saturday. Hopefully they carry over their play tomorrow or today when you're listening. Um, and yeah, like Hayes, you're right. Hayes, Lawton Hayes NAK needs to be an effective line uh, tomorrow night as well. And we'll see. But uh, speaking of the lines real quick, uh, Michael Raffle is, I believe he's labeled day-to-day with a, with a horrendous case of UBI. Uh, but it sounds like he is going to play on Tuesday night. They called up German Roops off, uh, the germ, just in case. And if he does, if Raffle is out, uh, according to, I think Slam and Sammy said, uh, Farabee was moved up to Couturier's line. So it will be Farabee, Couturier, Voracek on the second line. And then I believe Rupsoff, Bunneman, and Pitlick. Or maybe they called up Rupsoff and maybe he will play tomorrow and he'll switch out for Bunneman. And then the fourth line will be Farabee. Roops off Pitlick, but I really don't think Bunneman's been playing. I think he's played a lot better than he has earlier in the season, and it's not something he's played so poorly that it wasn't like a Verobioff situation where everybody was like rolling their eyes and be like, Jesus, this guy. Uh, oh my fine. god, <laughs> get a little of this guy. By the way, uh, speaking of Raffle, uh, I haven't seen anything for Dustin Brown, and he Raffle got a UBI because he got laid out by Dustin Brown behind the net uh, away from the puck. And I don't believe Brown's gotten fined or suspended for it. Well, why so, would he? It was against a flyer. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know, I always say that's, you know, an obnoxious thing to say, but uh, you're going to keep giving us examples. Just saying, uh, there's a lot of, what the I mean, the just last in the years. last week alone, you got the Perone incident, you got Dustin Brown. It's, it's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, in like both of the situations, I'm like, Perron, got, that should have been five minutes, and if it wasn't five minutes, that should have been something they looked at after the game because he cross-checked him in the face. <laughs> and uh, it's a whole... We'll save that for probably fly probably. But uh, Flyers, you want to do stay of the team real quick since I kind of uh, started going in on the Penguins? We can you did. Them. You jumped right into it because you, I was getting, just, I was getting, you saw some coleslaw and you got angry. I, was, I saw those Fermani Brothers sandwiches or whatever they call that restaurant, and I started freaking out. Started getting nervous. Started, started sweating a little bit because they're, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about this team. It's a second wild card spot, 26, 17, and 6. Goal differential plus 5. Uh, t- 16, 4, and 4 at home. I, I really do wonder what the home away split factor is going to play here uh, for the Flyers because the first meeting was in Pittsburgh, and now it's going to be in Philadelphia, which should mean – Brian Elliott's going to make five saves he shouldn't be making. Uh, team's going to get a bunch more power plays. Probably not use them correctly, but, you know, they'll get. So it, it might be a closer game, but I still, I think it might. I think it's still going to be, uh, end up being a loss. Uh, middle of the pack in goals per game and goals against per game. 16th ranked power play right now on 19.9. And then 11th ranked penalty kill with 81.9. That's because over their last 10 games, dating back to the first LA Kings meeting, the Flyers have given up. Um, or where they gave up three power play goals against. Flyers PK has killed only 75% of the power play chances uh, against them. So they've allowed eight goals on 32 chances against. So that'll definitely put a dent into your uh, positive penalty kill percentage, and that's why they've dropped out of the top 10. Again, they've looked pretty well probably since that Kings game. They've had a couple games where they've given up one, uh, just a goal a game, but they did have that big kill against the Blues. Uh, didn't give up any power play goals against the Kings. I don't know. I'm not too worried about it now. And I think Braun coming back does play a, uh, a pretty big role in that. Um, and then over the last 
worried about some of the uh, um, shots against and the uh, chances against numbers because over the last 10 games, the Flyers are 18th in shot attempts against for 60 and 23rd for expected goals against for 60. So they kind of strayed away from the uh, defensive side of the game when they were on the road. That's kind of why that road trip was terrible because uh, their penalty kill sucked and they really weren't doing much to help out their goalies. But they've looked decent the last couple of games. They looked pretty good, or they've looked, you know, looked better since the Caps game. I'd say. I think that's when they kind of put that. Well, I mean, they were the road trip ended, so they've kind of looked at least decent since then. Um, let's look at. Yeah. Okay. So and then the injuries for the Penguins. They have four big name guys out right now. Jake Gensel is out for the season with a shoulder injury. Uh, Justin Schultz is still week to week with an LBI. I don't believe he's skating at the moment. Brian Dumlin has been out since November 30th after undergoing ankle surgery. Uh, he's not in a walking boot anymore. He shouldn't. I don't think he's playing tomorrow. And then Nick, Nick Bukestad hasn't played since November 15th, undergoing uh, core muscle surgery, and he has started skating again. He won't be ready in time for tomorrow's game. But those four names alone, those are two top six forwards and Bukestad is definitely a top nine and then two top four defensemen that they've been out without for a while. And they just keep, keep plugging along, man. It's the penguins. They just, it's uh, fine. They're going to find some guys in a rec league nearby and just plug them into the lineup and there will be no problems. They'll just, there you go. Yeah. Keep it on. (laughs) I really, at this point, I have nothing to say except I, Sullivan system works. Uh, It's it. They won a cup with no defensemen. They haven't had half their team's been in the hospital this year and they're still pulling out. They went, yeah, what was the status set on fire? They've won 18 out of 28 games without Crosby. 18 out of 28. And that's, they lost Gensel in that time. And I, it's just fascinating. Uh, Brian Russ has been a big reason why they've gotten, uh, I mean, there's a couple guys and I'll, I'll talk about two other ones. We are talking about John Marino, but the three other guys, Brian Rust, uh, you know, hasn't come out of anywhere, but. 43 points in 35 games this year. He's already got 21 goals, uh, which is a career high, and 43 points was a career high for him. Uh, he's played 35 games or more four straight seasons. Uh, he's got a little bit of increased ice time this year, but still, to not have a 20-goal season in your entire career, and now we're 35 games into a year and you already have 21, that's helped the team a lot. Uh, let's look at the uh, Tristan Jari. Tristan Jari, uh, he's played 24 games. He has a 929 save percentage. Tristan Jari, uh, three shutouts. Uh, his last six, though, he's a uh, 3-2-1 with a 9-6 save percentage. Uh, and he's given up at least three goals in his uh, last six or last six games. And no single game has he had a higher save percentage than 9-12. So he's kind of – he's coming back down to earth, but I don't know if it's really going to kind of tilt the skill – in the Flyers' favor. Uh, Jared McCann, 28 points in 47 games. He's 11th in war. Brian Russ was 10th. Uh, just guys that, sure, all guys that are fine, but to kind of be pushing your team to second in the division, I don't know. It, guys that are fine, but it's it's Brian Rust and Tristan Jari. And, and Jared McCann. Yeah, like, and, like, guys. we're talking about Sidney Crosby being out for a couple of months. We're talking about Evgeny <laughs> Malkin being out for a while. And it hasn't mattered. Just doesn't. It's just next. It's next man up on steroids. Like they just whoever comes up, it's like oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dominate in underlying numbers and end up like 15th in scoring. It just doesn't make sense. They, I don't. Yeah. It must be Sullivan, and it's like 
between Sullivan and Barry Trotz, can we get some of these good coaches out of the friggin' division already? What can't? I mean, Vegas seems like a fun place to live. The, the San Jose seems like it's pretty cool. Yeah, LA and guess what? They're just fun. willing to fire their coaches midseason. For, yeah, Tom McClellan's got to get Peter fired. Peter DeBoer? I, I still don't understand it. <laughs> I still don't understand it. Peter DeBoer? Come on, Vegas. What were you thinking? They should, I think, when Kelly McCrimmon fires Peter DeBoer at the end of March, I think they should fire Kelly McCrimmon and then entice Solomon by giving him a GM coach position so then he leaves the Penguins. And then the Penguins rehire Mike Johnston, and that's where we go. Because that was, man, the Mike Johnston days for the Penguins. That was that was that was some good stuff. That was the best. That was the best time to be a Flyers fan when he was. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then unfortunately they uh, fired him, hired Sol, or yeah, fired him, hired Sullivan, trade for Kessel. It was the whole thing. But here we are now, years later, talking about how the Penguins are are still doing it. So. I mean, that's uh, that's the game. That's all we got. That's the only game this week. It's the only game this week. The big one. We yeah, can preview important. the All-Star game, but all you got to know is Travis Konechny's playing. The original Jerk Store's bestseller, Travis Konechny, <laughs> will be out there representing the Flyers. Maybe he'll fight a guy at the All-Star game. Who knows with Travis? Oh, God, that'd be awesome. Yeah. They should. I don't know if they're, they should mic him up. I mean, he'd definitely be one of the best personalities to be mic'd up out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, and how, how do they play it now? Is it just like a, a series of shootouts? Is it like uh, 12 on 12? Like, <laughs> How's the All-Star game played now? Uh, who knows? I, I hope they do. I want them to do what I suggested should be the new skill thing. I really think they should do like a horse type thing. And they just have to, they just had a clip. Uh, they were showing a clip speaking of the Penguins. I think it was two days ago of like Malkin and Crosby shooting pucks from near the uh, – the announcers booth onto the ice and trying to score. Just let let them do that. All these guys can do crazy hand-eye coordination stuff, and we never get to see it. So let them. Uh, I'm trying to bank shots off like the netting and in or something. I don't know. They're, or do it like the that old like McDonald's like uh, was oh, it Larry Michael Bird Jordan and Jordan. Larry Bird? Yeah, <laughs> for a fucking so like Big Mac through the arches, off the grimaces, left teat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something I could say on this podcast? I don't even know. Who knows? Yeah, that feels that feels uh, legal. That feels like something. It feels like I'm getting sued by the McDonald's Corporation tomorrow. Thank you. No, they're. I mean, you're talking about grimace, so that's one. So of the pocket. yeah, off off Gritty's right eye. There you go. Through the, I, I can't it, even. By the way, this one. is exactly what Larry Bird said in that commercial. So you're you're you got it right so far. You know, that's well, we all know how Larry Bird sp- spoke, and that's that's exactly it. He was actually. Do you know that apparently he was like a huge shit talker? Did you ever hear that? No, no. He Larry was like, Bird yeah, was apparently before like a three point contest one time. He walked in, he said, "All right, which one of you motherfuckers is coming in second? <laughs> <laughs> which is just funny. It's Larry Bird. That's all. I don't know. Yeah, like he doesn't look like a shit talker. Yeah, that's he great. just yeah looks like a country bumpkin. So uh this week uh star of the week or player of the week this week wait let's talk about last week we'll let the let's recap last week because i thought last week was one of the more interesting duos we've had so yeah we both did well which is why we we both did well which doesn't typically happen yeah don't okay you you can stop talking about that because it's going to turn to a slam because it's usually me not holding my (laughs) end of the end of the bar normally i tomahawk dunk you into submission (laughs) this week it was slam it yeah Two hand slam it, yeah. But uh, this week you or last week you went with Jake Voracek. I went with James Van Riemsdyk, and so Van Riemsdyk had more points and and had a really good individual game. 
uh, the game against the Kings. Yeah. But Voracek had the the goal of the week where he just had this magnificent toe drag against the St. Louis Blues that won in an overtime, and I, that was just killer. I will say in terms of, I mean, if you look at it, if you take out the point totals, I guess I can see where you're going. But your guy had four points this week, and I had a goal. So I, I'm still thinking you, you probably go away with it. But the Jake Voracek goal, we should talk about it. It was pretty ridiculous. and It was ridiculous. It, it deserves to get talked about for a while because it's it, – it, number one, Jake's always the guy that gets – you know, he's the guy who always gets the shoot yeah, treatment. Yeah, child for shoot, yeah. Yeah. And uh, – but that was – it was a nice toe drag. And then I feel like we see him do that all the time. Or maybe not, not necessarily that toe drag, but doing – crazy things in the offensive zone and then he looks for a pass and he just misses that pass at the end of that play rather than shoot and uh that time i decided to do the good old pass into the back of the net and uh we're pretty happy about it it was a hell of a shot the greatest play well and then james and reamsteik is the guy who's known for shooting and actually scoring goals and he actually had two filthy passes to yeah. travis connect yeah some tasty dishes they were both yeah and there was uh that yeah so that line killed it on saturday and he was his uh passing was a big part of it so hopefully yeah they need to have a big game and i know it is michael raffle so i'm not gonna belabor this point but raffle katori voracek was looking pretty good too the last couple games so hopefully well i was gonna say i don't think the top nine right now i mean you've got the the jvr drew connect the farabee katori voracek and lawton hayes nak i like that the fourth line though might get killed Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm hoping. I mean, they're home tomorrow, so I'm hoping that line doesn't see a ton of a ton of action. And they probably won't. And I and honestly, Farabee moving up to that uh, to the second line, he's starting to get some points again. So he's kind of getting back into his groove. Hopefully. Uh, I mean, I would take Farabee over Raffle and hopefully Farabee and Couturier or Farabee and Forjack kind of set up a uh, Couturier in front. So cause Farabee does have the passing. He just, uh, I don't know, just kind of been. He's uh, a young player. Yeah, still he's a young player it learning it. So, yeah. I don't, I don't have any problem. And, and honestly, Frost. Well, I think people thought Frost might be coming up because uh, the news about Raffle came out uh, earlier today. But it ended up being. Uh, it's germ ball. time, baby. Yeah, it's germ time. I mean, it is cold season, so giddy up. You know, that doesn't make any sense. But my player, get your flu week. shots because <laughs> yeah. the germs coming. <laughs> uh. So my player of the week is Travis Konechny. We're going to include uh, Tuesday's game and the All-Star game. So I think I got this one in the back. Uh, <laughs> guy. Well, we're going to have to see what Couturier does here because that's who I'm going with this week. Yeah. I, and I think uh, – I, I, well, I imagine he's going to take Crosby out of the game tomorrow. That's usually what happens. And then nobody will talk about it because he'll still lose 3-1 to one or something. But uh, even if he doesn't put up points, his uh, defensive impact is going to be felt. Because that's what that's what Katori does. We wanted to talk more about Katori from uh, here on out because we don't talk about him as much as we should. What I what I was hoping would happen is Katori would get a hat trick against the Penguins because he's had a couple of them, mostly in the playoffs. But he's had a couple. <laughs> yeah, he likes to get them every once in a while. So I will wonder if uh, I, I don't remember if he went up against Crosby in that game either. There's no way he could have. Oh, he went up against Malkin. That's right. Because he shut down Malkin for that series. That used to be his job, was just shut down Malkin. Yeah, shut down Malkin. If we had a time machine so we could put Malkin against Couturier and Yager against Tarion at the same time, man, Penguins would go years without scoring a goal against the Flyers. It would be pretty nuts. 
But uh, what a time that would be! What a time it's indeed. not that non-existent time where none of those players play together. But here we are. We're we're right now, and we're hoping the Flyers can pull out a a win against the makeshift Penguins or whatever the fuck, whoever the hell is going to play on Tuesday for them. <laughs> so there you go. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. But uh, that's all we got for you on the Flyers forecast. And it, I know it's a short one, but you know, one game, one game. That's all okay. we got. So if you have any feedback for us, the best place is on Twitter. You can reach Craig at sports are bad. Yes. And uh, I'm going to try and write the article about why they're struggling on the road. And also look at some of the prospects that are ranked near the top of uh, last week's central scout rating uh, rankings for the midterm. So that's what I got going on this week. All right. Well, you can follow me at Flyperbole, Esteban, but make it Flyperbole for your hockey stuff. And be sure to follow BSH Radio, Broad Street Hockey, and listen to all of our great podcast offerings on Broad Street Hockey. So that's all we got. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, good night and good hockey.